and Savior, King of us all, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, to Him be the glory forever. Amen. And the apostles, when they had returned, told them all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came and said to him, Send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people, for there were about five thousand men. Then he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of fifty. And they did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, blessed and broke them, and gave them the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled, and twelve baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by Today we hear about the miracle of our Lord Jesus Christ feeding the multitude. And this, as many of you know, is the, one of the only miracles that is mentioned in all four of the Gospels. And this event of our Lord Jesus Christ feeding the 5,000 comes right after um, the report of the disciples returning from their their missionary tour when he sent them out two by two. Actually, in the Gospel of St. Matthew, it says that our Lord Jesus Christ withdrew, withdrew to a desert, a place apart, after he had heard about uh, the death of St. John the Baptist. And after he had heard about this death, he, sort of, he was trying to go to a, a place to be by himself, but the multitude followed him and flocked out from the cities. And... This actually incited or this invoked the compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ because he saw them as a sheep without shepherd. And actually in the Gospel of St. Mark when it's recorded, it says that he taught them many things on the mountainside. So his work continued even though he wanted to be alone and even though the day was far spent. And then the disciples sort of told him, you know, send the multitude away so that they can go and get food. There are a lot of things for us to, to focus on or that we could focus on in this miracle. But because we're sort of just coming out of the, the Feast of the Apostles, I want to talk about a little bit about um, how this pertains to service and how it pertains to the ministry of the Apostles and also by extension our own ministry. To the surprise of all of the disciples, when our Lord Jesus Christ saw the problem and the disciples came and presented the problem to them, he said, you give them something to eat. 
The disciples themselves, I'm sure, were also tired. And, he, and they feel like the crowd should be sent away. And it gets late and the disciples themselves have not eaten. They didn't have any private time with our Lord Jesus Christ, even though they went to the desert or to the deserted area to be by themselves. They were tired, they were hungry, they were emotionally drained, probably not in the best mood. And the disciples come and tell our Lord Jesus Christ, send the people into the towns so that they can get food and get a place to stay for themselves. And the part that I want to talk about or the thing that I want to mention here is sometimes we can cover our selfish motives with religious sentiment. What I mean by that is, you know, disciples came to Christ and said, send the multitude away so that they can go and get food. So what does it sound like? It sounds like the disciples are very much concerned about the people. Right? They're, they're concerned that the people are going to be hungry. They're concerned that they're going to be in a bad mood. We need to let them go so that they can go and get food. They're probably hungry. They want food anyway. They're tired. Let's get them out of here. And then they can feel better. But really, in actuality, there might have been a little bit of the sense that they themselves wanted time or wanted food. But they, they didn't say it that way, right? They would say that the, the disciples are, are looking after the people. And so sometimes we do the same thing. We, we pretend that we are looking out for a friend, we're looking out for a family member, we're looking out for those who we're serving, when in fact, I'm looking out for my own comfort or the things that will be most convenient for me. And so the disciples are trying to put these people sort of out of sight, out of mind. But the response of our Lord Jesus Christ is, you give them something to eat. In other words, you, the disciples, see the problem, now find the answer. A lot of people can point out the problems in this world. There are only a few people who are doing something about the condition the world is in, right? The ones that are trying to make a difference. He's not asking them, by the way, to do something they can't do. They have the resources that they need. Remember, I told you, what is this miracle coming right after? Coming back from the disciples, healing the sick, casting out demons, ministering in the name of Christ. And plus, our Lord Jesus Christ Himself is right there. So he said, how many loaves do you have? And they said, go and see. And they went and found that they have five loaves and two fish. Of course, the disciples thought to themselves, you know, how am I going to feed anybody with five loaves and two fish? They doubted in the same way that we do. We don't have much talent. We don't think that God can use what we have. We don't have much money. We don't have resources. We don't think God can make a difference with the things that we do have. But our Lord Jesus Christ is telling them, little in my hands is, meant, is plenty. There is nothing that can limit what God can do with us and through us, right? If we give Him what we have. doesn't matter how much or how small of a talent we think we have or how small our resources might be. But if we give it to God, He's going to bless it and multiply it. And it will be sufficient for our needs. So what He can do with us and through us is only limited to what we are allowing Him to do. We tend to limit a limitless God. So our Lord Jesus Christ, He tells them, you know, they don't need to leave. They don't need to go away. You need to give them something to eat. Like I said, sometimes we can be guilty of being sort of like religious well-wishers. Kind of like, you know, in, in St. James' epistle when he says, Depart, be warmed and filled, we wish you well. Right? Like, I'll mention you in my prayers. This is, this is sort of an inactive ministry, an active faith. We can't be true disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ in this way. He wouldn't allow it at that time to just leave them. He doesn't allow it now. So we need to be, in some, on some level, a part of the solution. 
acknowledging a problem and then becoming part of the solution. The disciples saw the problem, but they didn't see themselves in the solution. Give them something, you give them something to eat. Our Lord Jesus Christ made them responsible for the problem. You give them something to eat. And that's actually where we are today. We are responsible. We are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. If there's no light where I am, it is because my own light is hidden. I've hidden my own light. I've put it under a basket. If there's nothing being flavored where I am, it's because I am not being the salt. Second, I also have to take inventory of what I do have. So before I do anything, I need to take inventory of what I do have. If you remember, there are many stories that are similar to this uh, feeding of the five loaves and two fish. For example, the widow in the book of Second Kings, she needed a miracle to get out of her debt. But the first requirement was her to take inventory of what she has. What do you have in your house? And she had a pot of oil. And that was enough. That was enough for the oil to, to, to go into all the other pots and to forever have enough to sell, to pay off her debts, to have food for her family. So the disciples come back and they say, we have five loaves and two fish. And this is where the miracle begins. With what we have, no matter how small it is, no matter how little it is, all God requires for us is to take what we have and give it to Him. It's not our responsibility to make the bread, not our responsibility to multiply it, only to bring it to Christ. Too many times we feel like St. Philip, there's not enough money, or St. Andrew, what are we going to do with all of these people? If we're not careful, we can allow sort of the immensity of any ministry or any task to keep us from doing anything. Many of us as Christians, we look at the greatness of the needs of humanity. You know, we look and say, oh my goodness, the world has just gone into a terrible place and there's nothing we can do about it. And we do that in order to excuse ourselves from doing anything. Again, God doesn't ask us for what we cannot do or what we do not have. God already knows what we don't have. But what God is trying to call our attention to is what we do have. And what we have is where our responsibility starts. And then the other thing then, if we recognize, take inventory of what we have, we have to allow our Lord Jesus Christ to bless what we have. Our Lord Jesus Christ blessed the food, gave it to His disciples, and the disciples gave it to the people, and the people ate. So since they ate, we have proof that we can't excuse ourselves for, for not witnessing and not sharing our Lord Jesus Christ because we think maybe people don't want to hear it, right? They ate. There are multitudes who are hungry. There are multitudes who will eat when they are offered the bread of life. Sometimes we say, you know, people are not looking for faith. They're not looking for religion. They're not looking for church. They're not looking for these things that we seek. But actually, they are looking for those things. And more important than all of those, they are looking for the bread that came down from heaven, our Lord Jesus Christ. We find that idea repeated in the Gospel of St. John. He said to the Samaritan woman, If you know the gift of God, and, you who say to you, and he who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. That means that our Lord Jesus Christ, who knew the heart of the woman, said if she knew the gift of God, she would have asked for living water. It wasn't that she didn't want it. It wasn't that she wasn't interested in it. It's that she still had not heard the gospel. When she heard and she had the knowledge of the gift of God, she received living water. 
So we have to be, we can't sort of be discouraged and say to ourselves, you know what, people are not interested. People do not want to hear about our faith. We have to be willing to give what we have, our experience, our testimony of our lives, the knowledge that we have of the Orthodox faith. And the last thing is, think about how our Lord Jesus Christ asked the disciples to gather up the fragments so that the others could eat. They ate until they were completely filled. God wants for, for us to meet the needs of all of humanity, their physical needs, their spiritual needs, their emotional needs. Only God can fill every one of these needs. This often, by the way, describes the church, those of us who have eaten and are full. We actually become neglectful of the, the precious promises and, and like the crowd on that day, the crumbs or the fragments of the precious bread is ignored or could be ignored or brushed aside. But our Lord Jesus Christ said, no, gather up the fragments. He sees something valuable in every piece. And if we think of those pieces of the bread as sort of the members of the body of, of, of the church of Christ, there are many in society that could be overlooked or counted out and just swept aside as useless. The warning for us is that we, the church, cannot be guilty of the same thing. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, gather up the fragments so that none are lost. St. Peter in his epistle says, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So for us, you know, we don't need to be theologians, we don't have to have a degree, we don't have to be a priest, a teacher, we don't have to be an evangelist. All you have to do is be willing to gather up the fragments of the bread and share it with others. What might seem like so small, so insignificant, is the difference between life and death for someone who is starving for God. One of the things, like if you think about even in the in the in the practices of the church, when we have when we have Holy Communion, we treat even just a small crumb of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ the same as the entire body as a whole. It is all precious. Remember, if you remember the woman who came to our Lord Jesus Christ and her daughter was demon-possessed. The Lord said, it is not good for the children's bread to be given to the dogs. That's what Christ said to her. And she said, true Lord, but even the dogs under the table eat the crumbs that fall from the children's table. This woman was saying, in essence, even if we give the children the loaf, just give me the crumbs. The crumbs are valuable. And our Lord Jesus Christ, He answered, He said, For this saying that the, the devil has gone out from your daughter, there's enough power in the crumbs to set the, the, the person who is demon-possessed free, to deliver someone who is addicted to drugs, to heal the sick. This means we have what the world needs, and we have to make it available to them. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He gave the bread and the fish to the disciples, and the disciples He gave it, gave it to the people. If we're going to give life to the world, First, we have to have a personal, intimate relationship with the one who is life. We must spend time in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have a relationship with Him. Know Him. Then we'll be able to give others the bread of life. The feeding, the, the miraculous feeding begins with the actions of a small person, just a young boy giving a, a small offering. And he is sort of like the seed for the, for the miracle. All he needed was an opportunity for ministry. Our world is full of people who just have something small to offer to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ that can be beneficial to the world. This is where our responsibility begins. You give them something to eat. Our Lord Jesus Christ is still saying to us, 
you give them something to eat. We have to be willing to support ministries when we know that there is unlimited possibility to give the bread of life to the rest of the world. We have to be able to make sure that we are not going to be ones who are hindering the ministry, saying we don't have enough, or we're not good enough, or uh, I don't know God enough. Fine, if, if you feel you are far from God, get close to Him. Get close to Him in order to minister. Because this responsibility is for all of us. You give them something to eat. We will be held accountable if we are not working towards expanding the kingdom of God. May the Lord give us the strength to give others who are in need to eat. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Blessed are